welcome to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast with me, Maya Fisher-French. And with me, my Paloma Aku. Each week, we'll be discussing the stories we're working on and which you can read more about in City Press. So, Mapolo, this week you handled the topic of uh, unit trusts and exchange-traded funds. And what is the difference between the two of them? And I always find, I feel so sorry for people who want to start investing because there's all this, all these options out there. It's all technical. People talk about ETFs and unit trusts, endowments and all these things, and people don't even know what to do. But I think maybe yes. we, just to start off with really explaining why unit trusts and exchange-traded funds are just both of them really good opportunities for people to, to access the markets. 100% Maya. So <laughs> coming to your question there, um, you know, I always, and I mean always, always find people saying to me, Mabalo, I have a trust fund, you know, just that right fund. there. Uh, <laughs> yes. I wish I had a trust fund. <laughs> I know. I, that's what I always say. I'm like, well, I wish I had one too. But you can see just how people don't understand them, right? So it's a unit trust and it means that you pool all your funds together with other smaller investors and the asset manager decides which investment or which companies to invest in. Um, and I think it's, they are so important, especially in the South African context where people um, are kind of battling, you know, uh, and they are cost effective to start saving in just as exchange traded funds. Not an EFT, <laughs> but um, not where you're depositing money to pay for something, but an exchange traded fund. So I think they are so important, especially as a first time uh, um, investor, because they're so easy um, to invest in and easily accessible. Um, and as I mentioned, I think it was in the last um, article that I had written that from as low as 250 rand with most um, companies, you can start investing. Mm -hmm. But I think that the, the confusion, um, because there's so much, as you mentioned, Maya, there's so, so many options um, available. But I think if we talk about the differentiating factor between exchange-traded funds and unit trusts. Trust, yeah. So what is the difference? And yeah. I think we generally speak about them, and there is some sort of way we speak about them where we say typically a unit trust is managed by a fund manager and typically, well, not always, always a, 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 an exchange-traded fund just tracks the return of a market. So maybe just unpack that for our listeners. Yes. So if you are investing in a unit trust, it means that there's a fancy guy in a fancy suit somewhere in a fancy um, office space who is making sure that uh, who's making decisions on your behalf. So they will decide which companies to invest in for how long, you know, they will carry out all of that mandate for you and on your behalf. On the other hand, with an exchange traded fund, it basically says, you know what, here are top 40 companies um, on the JSE. That's what we will track. Or if there's commodities, and we will track commodities. So it's basically just tracking an index. So it's a basket of companies bundled up in one, and it tracks just that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest, biggest differentiating factors when it comes to either a unit trust or an exchange-traded fund. And again, Maya, again, <laughs> don't get boggled down with the technical stuff. Um, 
investing or just starting is the most important thing. And I think also just to, because, you know, one of the things that makes our lives even more challenging is there are some unit trusts. Uh. <laughs> even Satrix, the famous exchange traded fund platform has yeah. unit trusts that only track the index. So I think that that's important to say to people, do you want, rather than going into ETF, unit trust, all these discussions saying, do you want someone to make those decisions for you and to try and outperform the yes. market or i would say more importantly give you a diversified portfolio so in in a, in a unit trust for example and even in the satrix unit trust you could have some offshore exposure you could have some yes. uh, bonds you could have cash property they're investing in a range of assets when typically you, you invest in exchange traded funds you're only tracking one index so you would have yes. to wrap that basket yourself or that um, diversified portfolio yourself so i think that those are also probably quite important points and then of course you you always pay for Cost. the fees exactly Cost. so so whenever <laughs> just think about it if you've got someone acting on your behalf um that person has to be paid so the more people yeah. acting in this in this uh, i suppose chain the more money you're going to be spending so typically a unit mm -hmm. trust will carry uh, especially if it's an actively unit trust by one of the big fund managers will carry a higher cost than an exchange traded fund so i think that that's sort of kind of the, the the important thing but i agree with you i think whether you're investing in a unit trust or exchange traded fund at least you're investing <laughs> There we go. There we go. <laughs>
And suddenly all those one-time pins are going to them. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and so now they access your banking or they use your card payments. And instead of that OTP coming to your phone, it's going to their phone. And that's, they're really picking up as a big problem. So, and you know, like I said, every time you, <laughs> they try and put in a new, new system, they try and break it. So quite what Sabrick was saying is a really important, if suddenly you can't make phone calls from your phone or suddenly you're in an area where you used to have connectivity and you can't, very quickly get hold of your whatever providers. Yeah, yeah. could be that you've been a, a victim of, of some swaps. I think that one's the one that kind of concerns me because I'm quite vigilant. Um, I'm learning not to click on anything, not, <laughs> not to, um, not to, to uh, give my details away. But then, you know, you start worrying. Like what if, what if somebody's acting within an organization yes, fraudulent yes. and is actually using my details? I think we do need to be quite, um, quite vigilant on, on that stuff. And just don't, yeah, no one, no bank, by the way, will also phone you to verify your banking details and your PIN yes. telephonically. Never, never. That calls, is very odd. If you get those calls, put the phone down immediately. Maya, um, another story which I absolutely, absolutely love, and we'll get more into details, uh, is how to turn around your finances. And um, you run a program called Money Makeover, and you have all these people coming and saying, you know what, fix my financial life, right? Um, what do you think drives people, Maya, to either you know, bury their heads in the sand and not want to talk about money, not want to um, look into their finances and fix their finances. And that moment when they realize that, you know what, actually, it's not going to get fixed unless I look into it and start doing some work on here. And um, what has been your experience so far with Money Makeover? Yeah, so Money Makeover, we've been running now, it's our third year, fourth year, third year of Money Makeover, I've got to remember. And that's where we take, take six people, it's in conjunction with City Press um, at the moment. Apps is our big sponsor, and we take six people through a six month kind of boot camp. And one yes. of the reasons I actually started this competition was that we get all these readers who'd write and they say, oh, I want to change my life. I want to, but the minute you engage with them, they disappeared because it sounded like hard work. Yes. So I said, what if we turn it into a competition? What if there was something at stake here? And this yeah. has worked incredibly well. And I think the thing that's really surprised me with Money Makeover is how quickly people's finances come right when they start taking control. You know, I was saying to you earlier, it's a bit like Botox. It's actually really quick, the results. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. It's a quick fix. Um, And, you know, I was actually funny enough this week um, traveling in uh, throughout South Africa, touching base with all our current candidates. And every single one of them has said to us, now that I'm taking control of my finances, I'm feeling so empowered. In fact, one of them said every Friday afternoon, she goes through her budget, she checks where her money is and there is such a feeling of empowerment and every single candidate over the last three years who's taken control of their finances have paid off all their short-term debt within six sure. months within six months these are six people months. who swore they could never get out of debt and yes. within six months they're out of it and I, I wanted to ask you as well I mean you you often coach people who come to you and they say I want to get my finances sorted and generally what is their reaction what does it take to be disciplined. Here, there's, there's a competition. Their names are in newspapers. They don't want to let the readers down. Plus, there's incentive prizes. But what makes someone take control and actually put their, you know, put, put an action plan? Yeah. 
Well, for, for me, the experience has been people have just been sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? Um, year in, year out, they carry this debt. They are afraid to, fight, to face their finances. And, and Maya, uh, most people who do come to me are either in a relationship or married or whatever the case is, in a partnership, but they can't even talk about money amongst themselves, right? So it's just them saying, you know what? I want to be able to face this person and don't have... I don't have any anxiety or shame around money. But as you mentioned, the sooner they start looking into their finances, going through their bank statement, going through their debt, how much they owe, and putting all things on the table, um, the, even just how they carry themselves um, seems like all of a sudden changes. Uh, I think it's one of the most empowering thing when, when you see, uh, when you experience that. And they also say, you know what, I feel more in control of my money now. You know, I'm no longer afraid to open up my bank statement. Um, so I, I, think, I think at the end of it all, if you just start looking into your personal finances, um, it makes a huge difference. It makes an entirely huge difference. You just stop sticking your head in the sand. And because and, that's it on Twitter, everyone says, oh, how do I turn my finances around? I'll tell you what. Go onto the City Press website, click on the Money Makeover tab and follow the story. Um, we take, mm. take our candidates right from how to drop a budget, how to, how to pay off their debts one by one, how to start investing. And if they can do it, I promise you, you can. Yes. And, and Maya, just before we wrap up with this story, right, I loved um, one, uh, one of the contestants there who said, you know what, I had been paying... Uh, expenses that are relevant. It's not even about expense drift. I was, you know, um, splurging, but I, I felt like I didn't have any extra money. And in this competition, she found that even in her budget, even in her current budget, there are still ways that she can maneuver, right? She's, it's, that's Amanda. So if you go into Amanda's story, exactly that, um, 2,600 rand a month she found in her budget just by looking at the necessary really? expenses, but finding ways to, 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 to choose cheaper options or more cost-effective options. So, I mean, how is that? And that's somebody actually into the competition saying, there's no way I can find anything. I don't spend money on takeaways <laughs> and coffees like all the rest of the candidates do. I'm yeah. really tight. And she's like, she's been blown away by this whole experience. So I think that's it. So please, you know, follow the, follow the journey um, and learn from it. And if you have any questions, um, we're always happy to hear from you. If you've been enjoying listening to this podcast and you do not want to miss out on any more, please click on the link in SoundCloud to the Apple iTunes store and subscribe. So that's a wrap for today. If our listeners would like to learn more about these or any other money-related topics, they can go to the City Press website or to your website, www.womaninfinance.co.za or my website, myarmoney.co.za. And... If you have any questions or comments, you can send us a WhatsApp voice note to 064-554-3959 and we look forward to hearing from you. Indeed, we want to know what it is that you want to know. You've been listening to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast featuring the contributors of the City Press personal finance pages.